0: Welcome back to A View from the Couch. My name is Rich.
1: And I'm Jen.
0: And today we are talking about the new-ish movie, The Marvels. That's the newest Marvel Cinematic Universe movie, right? It is. What, what, What movie are we on? What number is this?
1: I believe it's the 33rd movie.
0: 33 movies. Now, if we were talking about the 33rd sequel of anything... That would be extraneous, right? I mean, that's that's ridiculous.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's crazy.
0: <laughs> but I think the thing that Marvel has done is they've turned this into kind of a comic book mm-hmm. in that it's just this long-running, episodic, but still connected universe.
1: That's what they were going
0: for, wasn't it? Yeah. And, you know, while I appreciate that, I think one of the things that's a little frustrating to me with this is that the Marvel Universe as a whole has a kind of unspoken connection to it in the comics, where you know when you're reading a, a, a Spider-Man comic that the Hulk's out there somewhere, right? Mm-hmm. And they don't constantly make references to it, though. That's the thing, is there's not constant references to Big events like after Infinity Gauntlet, they didn't talk about Infinity Gauntlet five years post. There were they were moved on to whatever the next thing was, and so it was. And I, I get I get different medium, blah blah blah, but it doesn't feel enough like a comic anymore. To I think that's where my disconnect is coming from, where it's kind of not they're they're taking the characters. And they're going a different, re- a different way with it, and they're and they're kind of—it's like overexposed almost. I don't know. I don't know what it is, which is a weird thing to say because comics literally come out once a month, and some some characters have multiples of mm-hmm. multiples titles.
1: I've been to a few comic book stores with you, and it, right? it blows my mind. Yeah, the yeah. boxes and boxes <sighs> and boxes of different like. Captain America runs and X-Men yeah. runs. It's like and yep. that's what I've told you before too, with my hesitance to actually get into reading comics, is it's just it's so much.
0: Yeah, it's hard to start from the beginning, quote unquote, of really anything and just read through it all because not only is it a whole lot of information, but it's also you're also reading through eras that just aren't as applicable anymore. Mm-hmm. You know? Right. I mean, it's interesting to see Spider-Man's origin and, like, the first few years of, like, developing Spider-Man's world and, like, what he, you know, dealt with as a kid, right? But it's just not as interesting now. Uh, it, it's, it's, a, it's a weird phenomenon. It's a weird phenomenon when it comes to comics. But, again, I think what's going on here is that they want so badly for people to remember the good stuff, you know what I mean? Like, oh, remember remember Thanos? Thanos was cool, right? The whole snap thing, right? We were there. Well, everybody remembers that, right? 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 We still remember that? Yeah?
1: See, and I don't get all the hate that is out there for these movies. I, You know, I keep seeing posts of they should have stopped after Endgame, blah, blah, blah. And it's like, hmm. I don't understand that because I feel like we have gotten some good movies. Yeah, some of it isn't so good, yeah. but I mean, we got the... Spider, ha- Spider Ham. <laughs> <laughs> we got. <laughs> That's a different movie. <laughs> we got to the Spider-Man No Way Home, which was one of my favorites. Yeah, that was really good. Yeah, absolutely. I know not a lot of people liked Shang Chi. Mm-hmm. I thought that was a lot of fun. It was something different. I loved the characters. Mm-hmm. I-, I really enjoyed that. Some of the T V series have been stinkers and I feel like they're putting too much T V series in with this. Yeah. But I really did enjoy Loki. Mm. I really loved Miss Marvel. That Mm. was fantastic. WandaVision was good. Sure. You know? I so I feel like they're putting good stuff out there after Endgame that people are just dismissing.
0: Yeah, I don't disagree, to be clear. I'm not saying that everything post-Endgame has been bad. What I am saying, though, is I think they're leaning too heavily on what came before when they should be forging something new. That that era is over. They need to be worried about how do we make the new mythology of the Marvel Cinematic Universe.
1: I, I agree. I feel like after Endgame... Then maybe have the little bit of wrap up, you know, with that Spider Man, because, you know, that was already Mm -hmm. in production or whatever. And I did really enjoy that movie. But I feel like they kind of lost their way in their transition from transitioning us from the old set of characters to what they could be bringing us with new sets of characters. Mm -hmm. And I feel like this transition's gone on a little too long. I know they were trying to establish this multiverse and the between Spider-Man and Doctor Strange, you know, getting that set up Loki, Mm -hmm. you know, getting all this stuff set up, but then you had all this other stuff that didn't really have anything to do with it. Mm -hmm. I feel like you could have shortened it down a lot, get us into these new characters. But I think part of the issue too, that we're going to run into is you have some of these fans All they want to see is Robert Downey Jr. as Iron Man. All Mm -hmm. they want to see is Chris Evans as Captain America. Mm -hmm. Well, those guys want to move on to other things. Plus, they're starting to get to a point where maybe they're aging out of this stuff. So you either need to use this alternate universe stuff and give us new actors in these roles Mm -hmm. or go with new characters. We've talked about this before. There's tons of characters to pull from. You've got your X-Men, Fantastic Four. There's other just Marvel things. I, mm-hmm. I mean, I, I, I've seen the comic book shelves, people. There's tons <laughs> there to pick from. There I'm are, sure they're yeah. not all wonderful, but yeah, you can tell us stories about this, and I think you've got unlimited stories you can tell. Mm-hmm. So I just feel like this transition trying to get us to a new exciting place as drug on too long.
0: I think the problem, the main problem here is you, lightning struck once with B and C list characters and like it or not guys, Captain America was a B list character. That's why he got sold off. That's why, or excuse me, that's why he didn't get sold off. That's why uh, the, the, main Avengers characters all got shunted off into another quote-unquote universe so that the X-Men could have the Marvel Universe all to themselves with the Fantastic Four. There's a reason for that. I I mean, Mm -hmm. I know when it comes to the MCU, nowadays people think that Captain America and Thor and Iron Man and to some extent Hulk are Marvel, but they're not. But here's the thing. You struck lightning with it. Absolutely. Those B and C list characters made the Marvel Cinematic Universe what it is. The problem is you're not going to be able to do that twice with B and C list characters. You need your heavy hitters. And mm-hmm. at the time that they started this phase, they did not have their heavy hitters. They started trotting out other B and C list characters thinking that they're going to be able to hold up this franchise
2: mm-hmm.
0: and they're not going to be able to. Right. You right. know? Mm-hmm. When we get, I think what's going to happen is we're going to see a revitalization when we get to the X-Men, when we get to Fantastic Four, when we get to see these heavy hitters really shining on the screen as part of the Marvel Universe, the Marvel Cinematic Universe. That's when I think we're really going to see the upturn again. Evidence in the final scene of this, which I'm going to spoil the fuck out of right now, so if you're listening and you haven't seen the movie, I don't know why you're listening to this without having seen the movie, but... Here we go. The X-Men are in at the end of this and literally everybody in the theater was like, "What the fuck?" Really? Mm-hmm. Because everybody knows the X-Men. Everybody is excited Honest, for that. Honestly,
1: to even me, not a comic book person, yep. I had goosebumps on
0: my arms. I was like, "Oh my
1: god, this is so cool." Because because
0: <laughs> They're coming. They are yeah. gonna be here and everybody knows Wolverine, everybody knows the X Men. They are ready for that to be a part
1: well, of it. Well, they dropped it in Miss Marvel, the very it's the very last scene mm-hmm. in the series that Kamala Khan's she's a mutant.
2: Yeah. Yeah. And it's so, it's I mean, dropped
1: in the last one. So even in the series, they're starting to put this out here mm-hmm. that there's there's mutants out here, mm-hmm. so
0: you you what i think is great about this is that if the x men are going to succeed in the marvel universe they're going to have to do so as it within the within the universe as a as a group of beings that are hated and feared by the people that they protect that's how they work that's what the x men are a great allegory for social justice they're a great allegory for the civil rights movement they were a great allegory for gay rights They are a great allegory for a lot of the things that are going on in the world right now. They're going to fit in just fine in the Marvel Cinematic Universe, but they only work if everybody else is against them. So I think what will happen here is you're going to get... I really hope that they take their time getting us to the X-Men. Finish up whatever you've got to finish up with the Avengers, and let's put them on the shelf because the newest super team is going to be the X Men. And I think really for me that's that's one of the things that's going to revitalize this. And I know we talk about this a lot. Let's not talk about what's coming. Let's talk about what's here. So Jen, why don't you give us real
1: quick before we yeah. get into the who's Well okay in this. fine.
0: Let's not you don't give me that then. What do you got?
1: <laughs> All right. Let's just real quick before this, yeah. I feel like things that are good to maybe watch so you understand what's oh, going on. Yes, absolutely. Is Captain Marvel.
0: Yeah, the first one.
1: Ms. Marvel, yep. the series, yeah. and WandaVision.
0: Yes, absolutely. All three so of So I things.
1: think you need yep. to watch those three things so you understand our three main characters yeah. and how their powers came to be, who they are, what their background is.
0: Well, I mean, there's also things that are seated in those series mm-hmm. that come to play in this movie so mm-hmm. if you have not watched captain marvel's excuse me miss marvel season one you're going to be a little lost about certain things mm-hmm. in this movie so yeah also, definitely.
1: miss marvel is fantastic i highly recommend it it yeah. was a fun watch amon valani kudos they found a great actress to play this character and yeah. i absolutely adore this actress yeah she is so fun I I am in love with Ms. Marvel. I she is one of my favorite new characters she out is there. A,
0: yeah, she is a hundred percent a treat, and she carries this movie. I'm really sorry, does. she does. No, she steals every <laughs> single scene that she's in in this movie. Yeah. Now, here's the thing that's funny about this is that I've never read a Ms. Marvel comic at all. The only introduction I've ever had to Ms. Marvel was through the Avengers video game that came out about five years ago three years oh, yeah. ago yeah four years ago maybe i don't know whatever it was i think it was 2016 2017 2018 i don't know one of those years pre-covid it was pre-covid and she is the main character in that she is the perspective character oh, okay. in that, and she is fantastic like her powers aren't the most fun in the regular comics. They're just basically she can make she can make her body bigger. She can, like, embiggen. She calls it mm-hmm. embiggening. She embiggens things, right? Like parts of herself, arms, legs, whatever, right? Or her entire body. Like, she's got to, you know, turn mm-hmm. into a giant person, which they already have that. They already have that in Ant-Man, right? Mm-hmm. But they're not as much fun to play in the game. The other characters are far more fun to play, but her character is an absolute treat she is a complete fangirl for these characters yes and i think that's what really i think really that's what pulls people into this because most people that watch these movies are complete fangirls and fanboys Mm -hmm. about these characters yeah so here we are she's our she's our intro character again she's our perspective character
1: she makes me really think of this is how like a high school kid yeah. would act. It yep. it kind of reminds me of Kate Bishop, how excited she was when she got to do <laughs> stuff with Hawkeye. And it yeah. reminds me of Peter Parker and Spider Man and his you right. know like with not Iron really Spider Man, Spider-Man, yeah. but more like Peter Parker and just his excitement for being in this world. So I
0: the way he was in Civil War. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Absolutely. All right, now I am ready to talk about who's in this
0: movie. One, one more thing, real yeah. quick about Iman, um, she is quoted as having said that she's gonna let Kevin Feige like relax for a little bit, like she, because she apparently sends him like tons of questions about stuff related to, like the development of the characters and like how things are going. I read a thing where she was saying she's going to let him rest a little bit. If he wants to think that the MCU is the is Marvel 616, I'll let him think that.
1: So she <laughs> so has she, a book.
0: Yeah, she's got me. like I'm like, I'm on your side, lady. That's she funny. She <laughs>
1: has a book that she has notes, I guess little sketches and stuff about mm-hmm. characters, storylines, mm-hmm. all sorts of stuff. And somebody mentioned in one of the interviews that they're surprised they haven't taken that away from her yet because it's got <laughs> stuff in there, but Is she, the she new Tom carries it around with her. Yeah. No, I don't think so. I don't think she's let anything
0: loose. No, but I'm saying, like, if she's got all that information, do you think she could be the next Tom Holland? She, accidentally, she, she could accidentally
1: <laughs> be, but yeah. And I saw her in an interview, and yeah, she was holding this book. That's and hysterical. That's she's, great. She's a great fan. She really enjoys this stuff a lot too. So, so. they got
0: a comic fan. To play this character,
1: who's a comic fan, (laughs) like you can't get any better. Not really a comic fan. She's a she's a superhero fan.
0: Superhero fan, but I mean, you can't like that's that's brilliant casting right there. Just that's a stroke of luck. The fact that she's like, I've already read all this. How do you want me to do it? You want me to do it right? They had it in this run or this run, like that's good stuff. I like that. Yeah. All right. So now, enough of this. Let's get on. Let's get into the story. Jennifer, tell us. Who is in this and who directed this and all that fun stuff.
1: All right. This was directed by Nia DaCosta.
0: Nia DaCosta. Uh, new, the new Candyman movie director. I believe Nia so. I, thought, yeah.
1: I think nope. that's what she did, right? She
0: did. Yeah, she did do Yes. And, and fantastic, fantastic flick. I really loved that. I loved the updating of that mythos.
1: She also helped write this movie okay. along with Megan McDonnell and Alyssa Karasik. Okay. This stars Brie Larson as Carol Danvers or Captain Marvel. We have Tiana Paris as Monica Rambeau. And not quite sure what her alternate name's going to be.
0: Professor Marvel, I thought, wasn't it?
1: I don't know what they settled on. They threw a lot of stuff out there.
0: (laughs) Well, in reality, she's displaying the powers of Photon, a character that was named originally Miss Marvel in, or Captain Marvel, excuse me, in Marvel Comics.
1: Okay. And then we have Aman Vellani, which we already talked about, Kamala Khan, and mm-hmm. she's Miss Marvel. Yep. Samuel L. Jackson is back as Nick Fury. And we have Zawi Ashton as Darben.
0: Darben, who is a character from the comics, but like two issues of Silver Surfer post, like, I want to say post-Infinity Gauntlet. But like literally two issues. That's like all the more she's been in. Mm-hmm. And man, they dug deep for this this character.
1: Yeah, I do. I kind of like this character. She has motives you can kind of get behind. She's trying to help her people. They're on a dying planet.
2: Yeah. yeah. The
1: way she's going about it, I don't agree with. But, you know, she's trying to help out her people, you know? I get, I get her motives don't agree with how she's going about it, but I understand what she's going for here. I don't have that with all these villains and all these Marvel movies. Some of the villains, I have no idea what they're doing and why they're doing it, but this one I understand.
0: Yeah, I get what she's doing. I think, like you said, that her methods maybe aren't, (laughs) I don't know, good let's call it let's just we'll just say good her 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 methods are just not great right
1: I mean, did she try going and bargaining with some of these people first before she just went in and right. like, like yeah, hey, you've got all this water and we have none. Is there any way we can get some from you? <laughs> yeah,
0: like maybe maybe we could swap. Like the Kree are very good at being military people, so maybe we could help protect you from things or something. We could help you with that. Like, <laughs> No? No? All right, fine. Now
1: she's we'll from the same thing. planet as Ronan, correct?
0: Correct. She's an accuser. Mm -hmm. That's why she's got the accuser's thing now, but here's the problem. hammer looking thing? Yeah, but here's the problem. Didn't the hammer in Guardians have like an infinity stone in it? Yes.
1: Okay. Thank you very much. Because I saw this purple glowing thing in there and I'm like, wait, the other one was powered from the infinity stone. Now, I don't know if the infinity stone made whatever was in there stronger but that's not how I took it. I took it as that thing had an Infinity Stone in it, and that's why it was doing yeah. what it did. Now in, hers being able to do that did not make sense to me.
0: No, in in my head, and I've, it's been a while since I've seen the first Guardians movie, but in my head, I remember, um, I can't remember his name, but the accuser Ronan, the Ronan. accuser. Yep. He had, he had the hammer, and it didn't have the purple glow until he mashed the Infinity Stone into it, and then it had the purple glow right?
1: I feel like that's right. <laughs> okay.
0: Now, and again, I haven't seen it in a while. I might be getting it wrong. I don't I, 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 I just don't think that this should have the same properties as an Infinity Stone powered accuser's hammer.
1: Now, where did they get that Infinity Stone from?
0: It was in the little glo- the little globe. Star-Lord had found it and they took it to the collector and Ronan went and got it from the collector.
1: Because I remember Captain America was going back and putting those stones back in the correct timeline. Yeah, but it still would have gotten dis, or it still would have gotten.
2: That it, would
0: it, mean that it would be it wouldn't be in this timeline. The Infinity Stones from the proper MCU timeline, whether it's six one six or one nine 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 nine. Those Infinity Stones are gone. There will be no Infinity Stones unless somebody goes and gets them from an alternate universe, which is what the Avengers right, did Because they were with. put away. They put. They got put back. At least yeah. that's what Cap told us, unless Captain America was just like, meh, I'll get them back there at some point, and he just went back and hung I'm out with... i want to go hang out with Peggy. With Peggy. Now, if he did that, that is completely against what Captain America no,
1: would No, I don't think he would have done that. He okay. made a
0: promise, and he yeah. was going to keep
1: I, it. I so. feel like there was a little confusion with her weapon. I thought it didn't make sense to me, but yeah.
0: So Darben in the comics, she appeared in, or he appeared, I guess, in the post-Infinity War timeline, give or take, somewhere around Silver Surfer issue 50, 51, something like that. And it was, and he ended up dying like two issues later, I think. So, Hmm. He's not around for long. I don't remember I know I was reading Silver Surfer at that time. I know I was reading the Infinity War follow-up stuff at the time. Damned if I can remember what the hell it was. It obviously didn't stick with me, but I I don't remember even the character. I had to look it up. That's how much of a blip this is in blip, get it? In the in this timeline or in the in the main Marvel comics arena. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yeah.
1: All right, I think we should start talking about the story.
0: Let's do it. Now, this story gets a little convoluted, so what I tried to do is I tried to keep it from certain perspectives, and those are the perspectives of our three main characters. In Jersey City, New Jersey, Kamala Khan is fantasizing about teaming up with her hero, Carol Danvers, who at that moment is in deep space trying to sort through her memories that were stolen from her by the Cree. Now, Danvers is contacted by Nick Fury, who is working with Danvers' niece, Monica Rambeau, who is investigating an anomaly in the jump point near Earth.
1: All right. I like this opening with Carol Danvers because we see her just doing normal things. She is not always flying off and saving the day. She's (laughs) not always flying through ships with her glowy body self. Right. This is just day-to-day stuff, like having breakfast and... Yep. Sure. Pet and the cat thing, whatever that flirkin. is. Flerkin. <laughs> Not a cat. cat the the Flerkin. I thought this was kind of neat. I'm glad it didn't last too long, but we do see a quick little glimpse of her just doing some day-to-day stuff.
0: Yeah. I mean, that it would be really boring if we just saw that.
1: <laughs> I also feel like this gives us a glimpse to how isolating and lonely being Captain Marvel can be. She is yeah. On the ship, doing her thing by herself, and it seems like she's doing this a lot.
0: Yeah, yeah. From what they're, from what the discussion with Nick Fury seems to be, this is her choice to kind of isolate herself, mm-hmm. which I don't fully understand. Even with what, even with the explanation that's going to come later, mm-hmm. it seems a little disjointed. It seems like it doesn't quite add up. But I mean, you're talking about. An emotional state. You're not talking about facts. So, mm-hmm. I mean, there there's some things that I guess I'll have to just forgive. But, yeah. Again, uh, again, though, I'm glad they didn't linger too mm-hmm. long on this part. It, feels, it felt like very Guardians of the Galaxy. Show us them doing a little bit of normal stuff, and then mm-hmm. let's get right back into the action. Right, kind of thing, right. Yeah, because I
1: do like a little break from just action, 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 action. You know, give us a little something else in there, too. And so just seeing her do something normal mm-hmm. was like, oh, look at that.
0: Even the X-Men had baseball games, so.
2: Yeah. Yeah.
0: Or they went off to watch the Christmas trees at Rockefeller Center, right? So Carol flies to the moon to see what remains of a Cree expedition that was led by Darben, linking the anomaly to the accuser. Now, when I say the accuser, she is an accuser. I'm, I'm referring to Darben in that particular scenario there. Not Ronan, who is Ronan the accuser. This is Darben the accuser. Mm-hmm. Which is like a title, right? Like an accuser.
1: Yeah. So. Right. Like captain or director. Or right. Yeah.
0: Or, you know, principal or
1: The executioner.
0: Ed, hey, dummy. Or whatever, you know. <laughs> so, <laughs> without, without warning, Monica, who is studying the anomaly up close, causes an entanglement when she uses her powers.
1: I just want to say yeah. that Monica needs to top, stop touching things. <laughs> stop touching
0: things. Yeah. <laughs> As soon as she reaches out with her power to touch the anomaly, the entanglement happens. It affects her, Carol, and Kamala.
1: Right, because Kamala at that time is playing with her bangle thing.
0: Right, which I need a little bit of clarification on this bangle thing, okay? Does the bangle. The bangle is not what gives her her power. She's a mutant. Her powers come from within. Right. What does the bangle have to do with her power?
1: I don't. It doesn't have anything to do with her power. But Why
0: does it seem to come from the bangle?
1: I, I think it somehow enhances it or something. That's one thing I haven't quite figured out. And I mm. went and rewatched Miss Marvel again recently, yeah. but I was doing a puzzle or something. And I think I missed that part because I was trying to pay <laughs> attention where, okay, when they talk about that, I want to watch it so I can figure that out. And yeah. unfortunately, I failed at that adventure there. So, But she doesn't need it. But those bangles are what was used to make those time jumps. Right.
0: That, we'll get to that part. Yeah. They're actually called the the Quantum Bands, yeah. which actually is a tie-in to a character named Quasar who used the Quantum Bands. I think actually there have been plenty of people that have used the Quantum Bands in Marvel Comics, but the one that I think of is Quasar. He's the one that usually So has are
1: them. these Quantum Bands somehow related to the Ten Rings that they have in Shang-Chi?
0: I, in the MCU, I don't know. They're mm. not in the comics because the Ten Rings are actually like... Ring rings. They're not like bangles,
1: right? But in, in the, the movies, they're like bracelet things. Yeah,
0: I don't know. I don't know what their what their plan mm. is. Okay, in the, in the, all right. In the movies. I will. And I don't know. Save enough... that question for later. Then. Yeah, and I don't know enough about the ten rings of the of the Mandarin in the comics to be able to answer that. Mm. Okay. And I honestly, I really don't know enough about Quasar. I just know him from him being in like Silver Surfer comics that I was reading at the time. He would show up, but I didn't get a lot of the background on these quantum bands. I just Mm -hmm. knew that he had them. All right. So how does this affect Carol as well? I get how it affects Kamala, but I don't understand how Carol gets like tied into this, this entanglement as well.
1: I took it as somehow all of their powers are somehow connected a bit, but I, but Kamala's doesn't fit with, the other two, I
0: think. Kamala's is the only one that makes sense because if these quantum bands were used to make yep. the jump portals, then any entanglement, any, any any kind of manipulation of those should affect or could affect her quantum band.
1: Maybe it's just because she had that band and yeah. the other two were touching things they shouldn't touch, and so it just automatically linked them all mm-hmm.
0: because Carol was touching that stuff too. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. She was she was on the moon messing with that yeah, stuff. Right, that was so, there. Yep. so okay. Monica
1: and Carol were touching the stuff... And where I say Monica should stop touching stuff cuz she got her powers cuz she was touching the shield in WandaVision. Right. That's how she got her powers. Or maybe yeah, but she that's likes a good powers, thing. But
0: though. yeah. The powers are good.
1: Well, maybe. Maybe she likes them, maybe she doesn't. We don't know.
0: She seems to be okay with them. Yeah. She's using them.
1: Yeah. Well.
2: She's using you know. them quite a bit, I don't know. <laughs> Who knows.
1: But I think that's what it is is that Carol and Monica were touching that thing. Okay. And And Kamala has Kamala's the, got the, the, band. the
0: uh, band. Yeah. I almost said Negaband, which is what I originally thought this was. The Negabands were something that the Captain Marvel's in the... Captain Marvel, the male Captain Marvel in Marvel Comics had a son, who I think, who I think was actually a clone of his, named Genus Vell, and he had the Negabands that were bonded to him and to Rick Jones, who was one of the Hulk sidekicks for a long time and one of Captain America's sidekicks for a long time. But every time they used or they they clanged them together, they would switch spots and Rick would go to the negative zone and Marvel would show up. All in right. the regular universe, or Genus Vell, I should say, would show up in the regular universe, which is what I thought was going on here, but apparently not. They just took the concept and applied it to the quantum bands, which I think is fine. That's fine. You know, it's minor stuff. So Anyway Kamala switches places with Monica, and Monica switches places with Carol. Now, this is going to happen a lot, and I'm not going to detail every single time no. it happens, so just so you know. So, basically, Monica is on the moon, Carol is in Kamala's bedroom, and Kamala is in Monica's spacesuit outside of the S.W.O.R.D. Wait, it's not called S.W.O.R.D., is it? Well, they don't actually mention it as S.W.O.R.D., but S.W.O.R.D. is the interstellar version of S.H.I.E.L.D., which is why Nick Fury's on there. Okay. We should have Abigail Brand. This is an X Men thing. This this sword station, Mm the saber station, is an X Men thing. Joss Whedon introduced it in Astonishing X Men. I want to say number four or something like that. But it basically is the outer space contingent of Shield. Anyway.
1: So I really enjoy this first swap, and everybody's reactions. Right. Carol being in this basically stalker girl bedroom, like like just instantly like oh my god what is this yeah. great reaction kamala's is great too she's like is this some kind of avenger test <laughs> like she thinks that people have to get take like these ability tests before you get into the avengers or something right. it, it's just it's just a cute thing because she doesn't know when she's a kid so you would think you know you gotta pass a test to get into it right
0: yeah yeah,
1: yeah i i just really love this first swap interaction it, it was it was amusing
0: it was pretty good. Yeah. I think that Carol was a little off put by the whole thing. And I thought it was a little weird. Like, does she think she doesn't have fans? Does she think that people don't really know about her I'm or that guessing... they don't care or what?
1: Okay. But here's the thing like, if you go into somebody's room mm-hmm. and there's pictures and drawings, <laughs> like and a then, shrine and to then you. the and then the heart with the BFF and their hugging and stuff, it's, it's, it would be like- Totally normal behavior. What come on. is this? No, that's it's not. totally
0: normal behavior. Come on. Come no, on. it's not. Don't, come on. You're being <laughs> ridiculous. Come on.
1: So who was on your walls that you had hearts around Pamela and Anderson? all that stuff that you were going to be totally BFF with?
0: Pamela Anderson. <laughs> BFF? <laughs> oh, BFF. Oh, geez. I don't know. I don't. I don't- Okay, so here's the thing something about me i don't generally have that that trait where i'm like obsessed about like one particular and i didn't even really have that when i was younger for the most part i think that there were like like when i was very very little i really liked blondie but i thought she was pretty mhm or debbie harry i guess not blondie the blondie the band because i thought debbie harry was pretty mhm if anybody, it would have been Indiana Jones, Harrison Ford, maybe. But, yeah. like, if I had met Harrison Ford, I wouldn't have really cared, I guess, which is weird to say, but I don't know. I've only ever geeked out about, like, two people in my life, Chris Claremont, when I first met him, and Peter David, when I met him. Yeah. You know? Well, maybe Ken Foray. Who's that? The guy that we met from Dawn of the Dead. Oh yeah, empire.
1: he was pretty cool.
0: He was cool though, like and I. But I didn't really even geek out that much. I didn't like ask him a bunch of questions. No, I you're pretty just, excited.
1: Like, he was more into making fun of me because I didn't know how <laughs> he was. <laughs> that was pretty funny.
0: But I mean, we but we got an autograph. We took a picture, yep. and that was that. Right? Yep. Like yep. I didn't like geek out on him and like right. you know like spend hours talking to him. The only people that I've done that to are Chris Claremont and Peter David, and those guys. I just spent time talking to them about like their comics, and I was like, "Tell me more about this. Do you think this is cool? What about that? You know, like, like little like that's that's the only time though. So okay. I don't know that I would have had somebody up on my wall with like a BFF thing. You know okay. what I mean?
2: Okay,
0: like right. I had X Men posters up. Does that count for anything? Sure. Wolverine. Wolverine would have been my BFF sure. or Nightcrawler. Right? Hulk and well Hulk and Nightcrawler and Wolverine and Colossus. Those were my guys. You know, those were my guys. All
1: right. Fair enough.
0: So I, I just, I I get it, but I don't relate on any kind of specific level on mm-hmm.
2: that. So, sure. Yeah. So
0: while Carol is having her weird out moment, Monica is getting attacked by the Kree on the moon who call her the Annihilator. But when she activates her powers, she ends up swapping with Carol again. And so Carol finishes the fight Carol then tells Fury that the Kree are going to attack the the Skrulls on Tarnax, which is their sanctuary, which I guess, does that have something to do with Secret Invasion? I didn't watch Secret Invasion. That was the other thing that maybe you should watch is Secret Invasion, guys, because I didn't.
1: Yeah, that might have been a good one, too. I honestly forgot that one was out there. It completely <laughs> went under my radar.
0: From what I understand, it was not very good.
1: Okay, and and I forgot it came out. I think I heard something, and I'm like, oh, I should probably check that out. Yeah. And then it wasn't until I was watching some videos on this movie mm-hmm. that I was like, oh...
0: I should. Have there watched was that, that show. I forgot about that.
1: So I fell down on my research for
0: this show. Sorry, Sam Jackson. We totally forgot about your show. I
1: will go back and watch it though. So yeah, I'll end up going back yeah. to watch it too.
0: I think this one of the things that this movie did was at least kind of reignite my my appreciation of certain things in the Marvel universe mm-hmm. in the in cinema. Mm-hmm. So yeah, so I'll, I'll end up going back to watch that too. So. On Tarnax, the Skrull Empire Emperor, excuse me, is being confronted by Dar Ben. She wants them to lower their defenses so that the Kree can siphon off the planet's atmosphere. She says energy, but what she really means is the damn air. She means she's going to suck all the friggin' air off of Tarnax through a jump point and put it back on. Is it Hala? Hala. Yeah.
1: So. This makes me think of spaceballs. You <laughs> know, right? <laughs> With the giant vacuum.
0: <laughs> She's gone from suck to blow, which is on the other end of the thing, right? So she sucks it up in the one end, and she blows it out of the other end. So
1: that's not really what happens, but it made me think of it.
0: <laughs> it definitely has a spaceballs. I feel wonder to if
1: Decosta is a fan of spaceballs.
0: I don't know, but <laughs> I don't even know if it was intentional. But e- even if it's not intentional, it doesn't. It's not like. Film breaking or anything, but it's kind of a funny little aside. Like, oh, it's the plot from Spaceballs, right? Like that's what this is. This (laughs) is the plot from Spaceballs. Giant vacuum, right? (laughs) Joan Rivers. Yeah, Joan Rivers. (laughs) Like when you think about it, this really is just the plot from Spaceballs. (laughs) Anyway, after a group of Cree attack Kamala's home on Earth. Nick Fury and Monica show up to explain to the confused family what is going on.
1: Okay, real quick. Yeah. We are now seeing Kamala's family here. Yeah. And I love this family. This family dynamic <laughs> is so great. It it's it's present in the series. Yeah. We it continues into here. Mm-hmm. Her parents are loving parents. Mm-hmm. Her mom's a little strict at times her brother's a loving brother but he's there for her. I I love this family dynamic so much and I'm glad they brought it into this sh- movie too so we can can continue to see uh these guys in here.
0: I like her dad the most out of all of them. I think the dad <laughs> is hysterical. Like he d- just going around doing dad shit, yeah. which I can totally relate to. I'm watching him do like he's like, "Yeah, but what about my portfolio?" and I'm like, "Fuck yeah, what about the portfolio, <laughs> right?" Like that's got to be something important, right? How old are you? Three thousand years. Oh, oh, okay. <laughs> like he's trying to sell like I don't know what what species it is that's that is manning the sword station, but he's trying to like get them to like invest. And I'm like, dude's working. He's still working. He's in space. Come on, man. And there's a scene in the in the in the show when Kamala is getting ready or wants to get ready for Avengers con and the mom and the dad pop in to her room. And the dad, the mom has like a suit that she made for her out of traditional, is she Pakistani? Yeah. Out of traditional Pakistani garb, but it's meant to, it's meant to imply the Hulk, right? Yep. And then the dad jumps through the door and he is dressed as the Hulk as well.
1: Green paint and everything. Green
0: paint and everything and he's doing the whole rah rah thing. I'm like holy shit, it's me. <laughs> I would totally do that. That's a me thing right there. That's an every dad thing. Dads are just goofy as shit. That's what we're here for. So. But yes, I do I do appreciate the family dynamic, but again, the dad the dad just does it for me. He's funny. So I of course dumb me i don't remember anybody's name except for kamala because do they ever really say it i mean mr and mrs khan right that's it that's all i can think of
1: yeah i don't remember what the names are either unfortunately so f- i, I s- think the brothers of um, amir that's sa- that makes amir, sense Amir, i think it is
0: yeah that sounds right but i think what really makes sense here is that those are the type of parents that you call Mr. and Mrs. Khan. Yeah, it is. <laughs> you know, like, because, and I think what the, the, I think the reason for that is that her friend, I can't remember her buddy from from Miss Marvel TV series, Bruno? Bruno. Yeah, that's it, Bruno. Bruno calls them Mr. and Mrs. Khan. Mm-hmm. So, like, even the, like, our perspective characters refer to them as such, and that's right. what they are in my brain. So, mm-hmm. anyway, anyhow, moving on. Another power switch puts Monica and Kamala on a Kree ship with Darben, but before the accuser can kill them, Carol flies in and rescues them and takes them to the surface to uh, of surface of Tarnax.
1: All right, so this seems a little weird to me because Carol's on Earth. She yeah. gets switched to Earth, and she uh, I know she's fast. Yeah, but she somehow is able to fly all the way out to where they are in the matter of seconds. Jump
0: points. My assumption was that she used a jump point because she is, because she can't, because of her power, I think Mm -hmm. she can just use a jump point without a ship is what it seems like to me.
1: It just seemed weird. I was like, wait, how'd she get there so fast?
0: It is a little odd, but when you think about it, jump points. Okay. That's what made made it make sense to me. I wish they would have shown us that because then you don't have to be like, oh, so she's like just that fast right and they
1: could have taken a couple seconds to do that because this film comes in at an hour and 45 minutes which is the shortest mcu film yeah it's pretty fleet
0: yeah Yeah. very very fleet i
1: know when it was done i'm like wait that's it that felt really quick (laughs) yeah
0: (laughs) what's great about it though is that it never lets up like it's on the gas pedal almost the entire movie
1: don't get me wrong. I do enjoy the the shorter time frame. Some of these three hour movies are just getting tedious. So you don't want a three and a half hour. I just don't, I'm getting a little. I'm just <laughs> getting a little tired of the long movies. So. You know, when
0: I was younger, when I first started getting into film, I was I, I remember thinking to myself, man, if they would just make movies about two and a half to three hours long, they could just take take a little bit of time to kind of breathe and flesh out the characters, right? I got what I wanted, but I didn't get it for the right reasons. Because, like, Avengers Endgame, they don't spend the time to, like, flesh out characters. They're just jamming every bit of story they can into one movie for mm-hmm. three and a half hours. It's like,
1: dude. And, and other movies that are three hours are just so long or, and overbloated and yeah. just so much stuff in it. It's like, oh, my God. Or Here's it's all my character
0: thing. stuff. Like, Martin Scorsese is all character stuff. I'm like, damn, dude. Damn,
1: come on. Show me a bar fight or something. Give me um, something, yeah. My thing with these three hour movies is sitting in a movie theater for three hours is a long time to not be able to stand up for a second <laughs> or use the bathroom if you have to or go yeah. grab a soda or a water or something.
0: Well, you can, but you're going to miss something. You
1: will miss something. Yeah. So yep. I just, I am a very firm believer that there should be an intermission in these damn things. <laughs> and I know you don't agree with me, but. These long ones I'm almost getting where I prefer to watch them at home just so I don't miss stuff. Because otherwise I feel like, okay, do I have to go sit through another three-hour movie just so I catch the whole damn movie? And then I have to make sure I get up at a different spot in the movie so I don't miss (laughs) the same spot twice, you know?
0: To be clear, I don't disagree with you on intermissions. I disagree that they need to be around for three-hour movies. I think that when you get to close to four hours, then you need an intermission. Mm, Okay. Three hours I think is fine. Pulling up to four is when you need to probably throw an intermission in there. Put it in there at the midway mark. Find a good spot. Whatever is a good chapter break. Break it off. Let people go to the bathroom. Give them 15. Mm-hmm. Send them back in. Yeah. But I think the reason that they will never do that is they want to be able to cram as many showings of every movie in every theater as they can.
1: But you know, it would do good for movie theaters cuz people would maybe go buy more snacks. The movie theaters that are showing these movies could make some more money.
0: Interesting thought there, but I don't think the movie companies, the production the studio, companies give a shit. They
1: don't care. No. And they I they might care if all these movie theaters start closing up at some point,
0: but Yeah.
1: Yeah, I don't know. We'll, we'll see. Anyways. We shall see. I have ranted on about this long enough. Let's get back to the story.
0: It's always a rant with us. Come on. What are you what are you kidding? Are, are they really rants anymore? It's just our conversation. It's just the way it goes, <laughs> this right? Is this, this is how we're Yeah. This is and our,
1: honestly, in real life, this is how it goes, too. It is. It is.
0: It is how it goes. You're just listening in on our day-to-day life, <laughs> we're guys. We're just That's talking all about a certain topic. Right. We to and we're just recording <laughs> our conversation on said topic and sending it out to you, the people. And you guys love it, too, apparently, but not really. So Darben opens another jump point, which starts to siphon off the atmosphere of Tarnax and send it to Hala, the Kree homeworld, a la Spaceballs, like we just talked about. <laughs> Carol, Kamala, and Monica evacuate the Skrulls just as Tarnax is falling. But not falling.
1: all of them. Right. There, are one, there is a lot yep. that are left behind.
0: Yeah, they, This they, is
1: devastating they for the Skrulls. They do their
0: best. Yeah, they do their best to get as many as they can. But now... <laughs> Here's the thing. In comics, the Skrulls are the bad guys. In the MCU, the Skrulls are not the bad guys. Of course, I haven't seen Secret Invasion, so I don't know. But they don't seem to be treated like they're the bad guys. Now, even if they are the bad... Now, here's the thing. Here's the other thing. Damn. The Skrull government could be the bad guys, but the Skrulls don't necessarily have to be the bad guys, right?
1: That is true in everyday life, yes. That's
0: true in everything, right? So, like... Just because the Skrull government is like willing to wage war on the Creed doesn't necessarily mean that the Skrulls are the bad guys. So, saving them isn't necessarily like, are they good guys or bad guys? It's just these people need saving, you know?
1: Yeah, they're just everyday Mm -hmm. citizens out doing their
0: thing. Right. It makes me think of I I literally just watched an episode of Smallville where there was a guy chasing Jonathan Kent in a car. Like, he was trying to get around Jonathan Kent in his truck. And he ended up causing a wreck that only involved the other guy's vehicle. And Kent, instead of instead of being all like, he deserves it, he turned around and went and helped the guy and was like, are you okay? Come on, we got to get, get you to safety or whatever. And it's like, that's what it reminds me of. You know what I mean? Like, people are more than just a set of actions, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. So regardless of whatever the scrolls as a group decide to do, there are individuals involved in that too, so... Yeah. Feels feels pertinent. Feels pertinent. Anyway, the Cree return to Hala and Darben gives them a pep rally and reminds them and us that Carol is the cause of the Cree civil war because she destroyed the supreme intelligence. Now, we didn't know that there was going to be a civil war because of this. She just went and destroyed the supreme intelligence because of the stuff that was going on in that first movie, but what happened was this Cree civil war basically just raised Hala. It's not, it's not inhabitable anymore. And so she's going and she's getting these resources from other planets and bringing them back to Hala so that they can revitalize the Cree. Bring them back. Her big plan, the next plan is to go and restore Hala's son. But one of her lieutenants says, hey, you know, you're going to need both of these quantum bands to do that. And if you were to use them to restart the, the sun, you're going to die.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Meanwhile, Carol contacts Valkyrie from the Thor movies and the Avengers movies. And she takes the remaining scroll refugees to New Asgard while Car- Carol Kamala and Monica use a Cree technology that allows them to see each other's memories.
1: So I want to stop here for a second. This is something that I'm not familiar with, you are not familiar with, because we did not watch Secret Invasion.
0: Oh, is this straight out of the miniseries?
1: But apparently there is a character who is railing on people from not of this earth and how they should not be on this earth. And so they are going to go after these people or something like that and so they're talking about I think the scrolls but it would apply to those of Asgard too so one of the thoughts is is this somehow going to cause some kind of conflict because Asgard is now bringing in more people from not from earth onto earth so I know I'm not I can't talk about it too much other than Apparently, this is a thing that came up in Secret Invasion mm. that might cause a problem because they're doing this. I mm. don't know for sure. I wish I would have watched this, and I apologize to our listeners that I was not more prepared for this.
0: <laughs> How dare you? I, wh- okay, so does this take place before Secret Invasion?
1: No, it's supposed to be after. It's supposed to be after? Yeah. Okay.
0: I think it would make more sense if it took place before then, because then you've got the Skrull refugees... You could have, I don't know. That just, I don't know. It seems weird. It seems weird that that.
1: I think we just need to watch Secret Invasion because yeah. I feel like we shouldn't talk about this too much because we aren't familiar with we're it. Not, yeah,
0: so. yeah, we're, it's all speculation yep. until we've watched it. Yep. Honestly, so yep. in the comics, though, Secret Invasion, just so that you know, is about the Skrulls kidnapping heroes and then taking their place.
1: Ah, oh, very like interesting. Thor and mm-hmm. Iron Man
0: and all those guys got a bunch of them got replaced by by Skrulls. It was literally an invasion plan of Earth. Okay. Yeah. So anyway, body snatchers. Yeah, kind of like body snatchers, kind okay. of. Yeah, absolutely. So while they're using this Kree technology that lets them see each other's memories, Monica is overwhelmed because basically what happens is she disappeared during the snap during Thanos's snap. So for that five-year period. She was gone. Mm -hmm. And when she disappeared, her mom was on her deathbed with cancer. Mm
2: -hmm.
0: And when she came back, her mom was gone. Mm -hmm. And of course, she came back. She wasn't aware that she was gone for five years. She came back exactly as she was the moment she left, which was the edict, right? That was what they said. That's what the Avengers said they were going to do, bring them back exactly as it was from that moment, and which causes all kinds of problems by the way. So you know, anyway, and so this, of course, that seeing so she sees a memory in Carol's brain of her mom talking with Carol, and that kind of gives her pause. So the three women determine that Darben is headed to the ocean planet of Aldana, and they head there to thwart her plan. Carol, turns out, is the princess of Aldana. She married Prince Yan to help him with quote-unquote legal issues. And she ends up convincing Yan to summon his army to help fight off the Kree. Now, question, what legal issues do you think she is referring to?
1: Probably something to do with getting the throne.
0: Do you think that Carol is a beard for this guy? Didn't think of that, but maybe. I am th- I think that she is. Although he treats her like, oh, I've missed you so much. He's, of course, these guys sing. These people, this planet is a planet of people who basically live in a musical.
1: So they speak by singing, and yes. if you just talk, they don't understand what you're saying.
0: Right, right. <laughs> but <laughs> What but did you think of this planet? I thought this planet was a little weird, but I loved the fact that Yan can can speak and sing and he's referred to as bilingual (laughs) yeah i was like nice all right i get that right i thought it was a little weird to have them all singing like everything but something that you have to get used to i'm sure
1: again i'm glad it was a fairly short scene i mean i think they could have shortened it up a little bit more but i think what was really important here was to see our three superheroes letting loose a little bit. I mean, yeah, Kamala is into it from the start. You watch her dancing in yes. the background the whole time, but, you know, then Carol and Monica start getting into it too, mm-hmm. and you get the three of them, like, dance around and stuff. So I feel like it's almost a little bit of a bonding moment for these three mm-hmm. women, you know?
0: Yeah, The that's just, this is the point where I really... W- this is the point that really convinced me that Iman Villani was... Perfect for this role. Like she just dove right the hell in. Like she played this to a T. And I just, I loved this. I loved her reaction to this planet, just dancing her heart out. And I was like, that's all right. This makes sense. This makes sense. She's doing great. So, yep. So during the battle, Darben recognizes Kamala's bangle as the second quantum band. And she tries to catch the teenager, but she fails. She does manage to siphon off the ocean from Aldana to Hala as the Marvels flee.
1: Now, did she get all of it, or did they stop? It seemed like they maybe stopped it from all going.
0: Yeah, I don't think they got. I don't think she got all of it, but they. She did get a chunk of it.
1: Again, why don't you just go talk to Prince Jan and say, "Hey, you have all of this water. (laughs) Can we just have some?" and Could, we'll leave the rest for you so both of our civilizations can live on in happy lives. Can, what do
0: you think? Can I inter- can I interest you in some protection for your planet in exchange for a little bit of water? Otherwise, what are you what is this the visitors you're just going to show up and steal all their water, and take them for fu- for food and leave? Yeah, I just I mean, really.
1: Her methods very suspect.
0: Now, the Kree do tend to be kind of warlike, mm-hmm. generally speaking, in this universe, in this Marvel universe. Mm-hmm. So maybe that's just a personality thing for her. where You she's can't like, go ask for help. Yeah, it's like we just got to go take it. Like, are they Klingons or something? Like, the Klingons would do this. The Klingons okay. would be like, oh, this will go here. We'll get this for the glory of the Empire. You know, like, but, all right, man is chill because we can trade. Trade nothing. Take all. Okay, all right. Settle down. Jeez, these Klingons, man, I swear. (laughs) Can't talk to them. So Carol tells Monica that it's all her fault that this is happening because of the supreme intelligence being destroyed and that the guilt from this whole thing with the Kree homeworld is what kept her from returning to Earth. And this is where I'm saying to myself, what does that have to do with you going home? Is it because you wanted to stay out there to try and solve the problem because you didn't seem to be actively solving the problem?
1: I yeah, I didn't understand her never going back yeah. to see if Monica came back. Right. I mean, she just left her
0: there. And she knows that the snap brought everything back. When Tony snapped, everything came back. So that means that Monica would have come back.
1: But not only that, she didn't go back from the time that Monica was a child until that point either. She never went back. True. And now that whole super intelligence thing happened back in around 96 because that's when Mm -hmm. Captain Marvel took place. Mm -hmm. So it's been many years she could have gone back at any time yeah. to check in on Monica, and she didn't. Yeah. So I don't know. I feel like this would have made more sense. That I I don't know. I feel like she somehow has guilt because she didn't go back, and then it just made it harder to go back, type of thing. But I mean, I've been
0: there. I, but, I don't know. I think an extra twenty to thirty minutes on this movie, you could have nailed this.
1: Yeah. Also, we know she can get there in about two seconds, so... It's
0: not like, she would take, not like it would take her a long time to no, do it. She'd no, no. She'd show up, have show dinner up. with her, and take off. She's, you yeah. could she's still get back to work. You're out, you know?
1: what, two hours? Yeah, yeah. tops. Yeah. Tops, yeah. two you're, you're hours. You're on I mean, the other side of the universe, you know? Shit, it doesn't matter. If you matter. go to fast food, it's even less than that.
0: Come <laughs> on. Not that I'm recommending fast food to anybody because fast food's garbage, but you know what I mean. So... As the women resolve their issues, Darben attacks the Earth's sun. She opens a jump point to restart Hala's sun from Earth.
1: How is Earth not destroyed immediately with this?
0: When the sun starts getting siphoned off? Yes. I mean,
1: isn't it like any kind of blip with the sun? Like, throws off shit like all over the place? And you're talking about a massive, like... I mean, it wasn't a, all of it, but there was a chunk that started getting siphoned off over yeah, there.
0: Yeah. I mean, it didn't last long, there, so there's that. But I think what you've got to do is, look, if you believe then Armageddon that they can blow up the asteroid still, even though they didn't follow the very precise instructions of the scientists that said this is the only <laughs> way that it will blow up— you will be okay with the sun getting a little bit siphoned off before the marvels ended up fixing the problem.
1: But I didn't believe that in Armageddon. And I really thought, now, I don't want them to say the Earth is destroyed and everything now, but why not be like, oh, all of our satellites are goofed up because something, some heat flare, blah, 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 burned up half the whatever. You know, I mean, there could have just been a little something like that, but it was like there was zero effect on Earth or anything around Earth because of this the siphoning off some of the sun.
0: Well, we don't know what other references they might throw into other Marvel movies later. That's true. I think that, I think what this movie has as far as, I want to say that the, the way to connect these movies going forward should be closer to something like that. Mm-hmm. like don't explain it just if people have seen Captain Marvel or the Marvels excuse me then they're going to know why the satellites aren't working oh mm-hmm. there was some kind of massive solar flare that you know right and we whatever. don't have to
1: say well when Carol was fighting the right. Kree yeah. there was the solar you could just say oh yeah there was this weird solar flare a couple of years ago and now we now the cell phone re- towers re- don't yeah.
0: work so they're trying to rebuild cell phone yeah. towers that's yeah. why cell phones don't work on earth right now yeah. whatever right whatever the reason sure. that's how you can connect these movies I don't know. That would be one of those little things that they would use, I think. Yes. Anyway. So the Marvels warn Fury that this is what's going down, but he is knee deep knee deep in flurkin kittens at this point. The
1: flurkin was pregnant. The
0: flurkin goose was pregnant. And uh F- goose gave birth to a bunch of flurkin kittens. Or I think they're calling them flur kittens. Which is goofy. But appropriate. So they actually end up the Marvels, all three of them, end up using the Flurkins to assist in the evacuation of the Saber station because when Darben attacks the sun, the station shuts down. Like power shuts down to the station altogether.
2: I thought
1: there was something they attacked on the station too.
0: Well, I think it was because, of, well, yeah. Yeah, you're right because there were Cree there. That's right. Yeah. Yep. So because the station is, is going down, they yeah. need to evacuate. So the way that they do it is they have the flurkin consume the people on the station.
1: Yeah, I love Kamala again here. She's running around with the kitty going, here, here, yeah. get in the kitty, or in the she's, <laughs> Yeah, she's
0: chasing around everyone that she's after, and she just points a flurkin at them <laughs> like a gun, and it just it absorbs the person. Now... This, is, this scene was batshit crazy. Yes, it was. Absolutely batshit crazy. I was laughing the whole time. And what put it over the top was the fact that they had memories from the play cats playing <laughs> while this was going on. Now, <laughs> now I'm a theater kid, okay? I grew I'm not a theater kid. I'm a theater old man now, but I was a theater kid. And I know that song.
1: I think a lot of people know that. As soon as that
0: song started playing, I was like, you've got to be fucking kidding me. That is hysterical.
1: It was just mass chaos, and it was fun, and it was just pure entertainment. I loved it.
0: And to set it to a just reflective, (laughs) emotional song is hysterical to me like this it, it it goes against exactly what's going on the screen like it's this polar opposite of what's happening on the screen it's like chaos or like focused sentimentality nope they go, mash them together and let's make this work and it, it works I don't yeah. I can't explain it it just works it pulls all the right strings for me and I'm thinking to myself this is the this is this this is the scene that makes the movie yes it's the scene that makes the movie for it
1: me. is it is pretty good <laughs> yeah <laughs>
0: So the Marvels then confront Darben and seem on the edge of victory, but the Kree manages to get a hold of Kamala's bangle. And Darben tears open a hole in space-time by using the combined quantum bands to try and restart the sun at this point. What is she doing? Why does she, she's not near Hala. She's not trying to restart the sun at this point. What's the point? If you're going to sacrifice yourself by using the quantum bands like that, Shouldn't you be doing what you said you were gonna to do to begin with?
1: Wasn't she doing that to get the sun siphoned over?
0: No, she Like the sun was gonna get siphoned over anyway.
1: Right, but they but Carol shut that down. Mm-hmm. Was she trying to open another one?
0: Was she trying to restart it or something? I don't know. I'm not it's not a hundred percent clear to me what she was doing quite. But she does use the the, the quantum well, bands.
1: Well, the quantum bands weren't going to destroy her by opening time portals. It was if she was going to use that for the energy to restart the sun. I right. think that is where they're saying that's just too much and that will kill you. I don't think they were meaning she was going to die just by using them.
0: That's the way I took it. Although
1: she only needed one to open those time jumps anyways. But she got the one. I think she was trying to open a time jump and then get there to the sun. That's where I feel like she would have sacrificed herself because of the energy it would have taken Hmm. to restart that thing.
0: She didn't get that far, though. Okay. All right. Fair enough. That's how I understood it. Fair enough. Fair enough. Okay. Fair enough. So she ends up tearing a hole in space-time. By using those quantum bands. And Carol and Kamala have to overcharge Monica's powers with their power so that she can repair the tear in reality. But what happens is Monica gets lost in the other reality in the process of repairing this rift.
1: It seemed to me she knew that was going to happen. She did. 100%. She she knew knew that that she was going to get closed on the other side.
0: Yep, 100%. Carol returns to Hala and restores their son with her powers, and then returns to Earth to help the Cons move into Monica's old home in Louisiana. Now, why are they moving into Monica's home in Louisiana? Carol's moving in. It feels like they're moving in.
1: No, because the box says Carol's treats and Goose's treats on the boxes. Right, but like... I It's Carol moving in there. Is it Carol that's yeah. moving in there? Okay,
0: mm-hmm. I misunderstood that then. The way it felt was it felt like
1: because the mom even says, "Oh, this place is nice. You could find a place like this to settle down to the to the brother or for a family."
0: Okay. Well, I thought she was, "Oh yeah, I thought she was like saying, "Hey, you should you should marry Carol." Oh, no, no, no. Is I think that what she's saying? no,
1: cuz he got married in Miss Marvel.
0: Oh, right. That's right. He is married.
1: He is married. So I feel like she was I'm saying, "Oh, this is a nice place you find something like this to have a family."
0: Mm. Okay. It's a little confusing, but all right. Fair enough. So Carol is moving into yes, Monica's old home. And yes. the Cons are helping her move. Yes. Okay. All right. Fair enough. Well, I had that way off. There, while they're there, Kamala and her idol bond a little bit. They get on the plane that Carol used to um, share with Monica, like, you know, goof around in the plane mm-hmm. and everything. So it's kind of like she's got a new Monica, a new little niece. Mm-hmm to go with her grown-up niece who's in another universe. Later, Kate Bishop is returning home to her apartment in New York when she's confronted by a mysterious, shadowy figure.
1: Now, this is exactly how Nick Fury presented himself to Tony Stark.
0: That is correct. In the very first movie. Yes, but it's not Nick Fury. It is not. It's Kamala Khan. It is. She wants to recruit Kate to join her team. Please, please. (laughs) <laughs> yeah. Now, my theory here is that they are starting the Young Avengers cuz Kate Bishop is one of the Young Avengers in the comics. Okay. This would be this would be cool. I I'm I'm 100% for this. I hope it's not a TV series. I really wish, I really hope that it's going to be a movie. We'll see. It could be a lot of fun. So, they haven't introduced enough of the other people. Basically, it is Scarlet Witch's grown child one of them or is it both of them forgive me it's been 20 years since i've read the original young avengers run there's like five or six people all together that that create this young avengers group anyway i think it would be cool bring in the young avengers it's something different it's something new it's something exactly like what kamala would do yep i think she would definitely do something like this and then in the mid-credit scene we get to See what happened to Monica. She wakes up in a medical gurney next to her mom, who's apparently alive and well in this universe that Mm -hmm. she's in. But not her mom. But it's not her mom because when she calls her mom and she's like, who the hell are you? The mom is like, who the hell are you? Now, Maria is wearing a costume that is 100% binary. The character Binary is okay. an identity of Carol Danvers after she had her powers stolen by Rogue and was and an escaped Earth to go live with the Kree. She ended up getting these powers, these kind of solar powers, basically. And she wore an, a uniform that was very similar to what we see on Maria in this scene. It's got the two little pluses on it, those two little... They look like Nova Star, two two stars like a binary star system, mm-hmm. right? So anyway, we get to see that. But the the real kicker here is that the two get interrupted by Beast. You know Beast from the X Men.
2: Yeah,
1: and it's Hank McCoy, and it's voiced by Kelsey Grammer. Kelsey still. Grammer,
0: It. You called him an It, man. See, this is why we need mutant freedom now. Okay. Did I say It? You did. You called it. Okay. You called I'm him sorry. an It. How he... dare you? Is voiced by Kelsey Grammer. Mutants are people too. I know, I'm
1: bad. Damn it. But he's in the corner for a few minutes. (laughs) You should. You should. You should think about think about your think about what I've done. Think about your
0: (laughs) your flat scan ways. Anyway, so Beast tells Binary that Charles is waiting for updates on their new friend. And we get a little bit of the X-Men two theme song in there too. And the whole theater, again. Went absolutely apeshit. Like,
2: <laughs> what?
0: What the hell's going on? So yeah, the it was. The, this is a moment that uh, every time they tease the X Men. This is the first time we've actually been teased the X Men. We've had teases of like of
1: mutations spe- and stuff. Yeah, yeah, we've had teases of mutants. This is this actual Charles X-Men. Xavier.
0: Yeah, Charles Xavier showed up in Multiverse of Madness, but he yep. was he was he was not. He was not the Fox universe Charles Xavier. He was the animated TV series universe Charles Xavier, as evidenced by the wheelchair that he was in. Mm -hmm. This is the first direct reference that we get to the Fox universe being pulled into the MCU. And
1: Well, no, because in WandaVision we have, who's the speedy guy? Quicksilver? Quicksilver. He's an... Evan Peters, but he
0: doesn't play Quicksilver.
1: Evan Peters in the X Men series is playing his Wanda's brother, right? In WandaVision.
0: But okay, but that
1: right, it's the same Remind character, me, isn't
0: it? It's not the same character. She's he's not playing Quicksilver. He's not playing the actual Quicksilver. Like, is is she really her? her is he really her brother in WandaVision? I thought that there was some sort of caveat to that.
1: There is, because it's all made it. up in her head yeah, Anyway, she created yeah. it.
0: But he's not a mutant in that. It's just a name drop. That's it. This is like we see mutants on screen in a Marvel well, Cinematic Well, I Universe am going to disagree
1: that that was actually the first time we actually get... Because that, to me, felt like they were pulling that directly from the Fox movies to give us something to look at. Like, here, we're going to start connecting these things. We're going to start giving you some X-Men in here.
0: Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. This is the first I think to see like the actual X-Men universe right here in front of us. I mean, they were in that like when when Beast steps to the side, you see like the doorways from the X-Men movies, those silvery doorways with like the sensors in the middle. Mm-hmm. You see those. I mean, that's yeah. like you know where you are if you've mm-hmm. seen these movies. You know who these people are. So, it also means that there is at least some sort of contingent outside of Earth. In that, in that Fox mutant-verse that we don't know about. Right. Otherwise, why would there be a binary there? So. Yep. But anyway. So what what do you have for notes or trivia or anything like that?
1: I've already gone through
0: everything I have. I have you now. Mm-hmm. Interesting, interesting, interesting. So I wanted to point out a couple of things here. That Sword Station we talked about is from the X-Men comics. There was a character in the X-Men comics called Abigail Brand, who is the director of SWORD. I don't know that they're going to have Abigail Brand in the MCU because they need something for Nick Fury to do now that S.H.I.E.L.D. doesn't exist anymore. Mm -hmm. So I think that, that, that Abigail Brand is kaput as far as the MCU is concerned. Now, I might be surprised later to find out that she's there somehow, but... I don't think she's going to take on the responsibility unless unless he ends up passing it on to her. Now, Brand is, she's kind of a badass, but she's kind of also just an ass. Like, she is not, like, a likable person or character at all. She's one of those types of people that kind of plays both sides to get what she wants, kind mm-hmm. of a thing, mm-hmm. and not in like that Nick Fury way, where it's just like, tee-hee, just a little bit. Like she's doing it, like at the detriment of other people sometimes. Sure, so sure. She's an interesting character, but I really don't know that we're ever going to see her. So, all right, fair. Yeah. Enough. The other thing I wanted to talk about is if you, as a character, destroy a whole world by cutting it off from its resources, and not like Carol did with the Supreme Intelligence. Does it make it all better that you come back and you bring their son back? Does that mean everything is forgiven? Or is this just.
1: I think it's better than nothing, but there's probably a lot of people that died because of it. It feels kind of meantime, performative, right? Like, I feel like. I feel like she maybe should have some kind of consequences to doing that, destroying another planet.
0: There are no consequences no. for her, though. I mean, no. what, what, it's like trying to arrest Superman. How do you arrest Superman? You would only be able to arrest Superman if he submits to it. Right, right. If Carol's not willing to pay whatever price the decree decide to make her pay, mm-hmm. she's not going to pay for anything, mm-hmm. you know? I don't think she's the kind of character that would do that, though. You know what I mean? Yeah. Hmm. All right. No other notes? Nope, that's it. Fair enough. Well, let's talk about whether we would keep Rent or a Race and tell me why.
1: All right. I'm going to keep this one. I went back and forth between Rent and Keep, but I really did enjoy this movie and I'm kind of excited to watch it again at some point. I this. Uh, let me start with the stuff that felt a little confusing. Carol's reason for not going home and mm-hmm. making that, that wedge between her and Monica. Yeah. I don't get that. I don't understand why she wouldn't have gone back. It's I a mean, I know she yeah. had. Other stuff going on. But we just saw in this one that she can fly from Earth way, 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 way out there in the matter of seconds. (laughs) Yeah. So it really makes no sense that she didn't even have 10 minutes to go back and say, hey, I'm really busy, but I've been thinking about you and you're awesome and I will see you later. Because that would mean the world to a kid.
0: Right. Yeah, absolutely.
1: You know? Mm Mm-hmm. So I I don't get this. That part is probably the part I like the least on this whole thing. A few of the other things we talked about, like that whole surface of the sun thing being split out, I feel like that went of. I I feel like there should have been issues from that. The speed flying I just mentioned. I'm not really sure. I understand how the bangles work for Kamala yet. That might be my fault. I'm just not getting it. (laughs) It's very possible.
0: Does, Does Kamala have both of the bangles at the end of this movie?
1: I don't.
0: Does she have any of the bangles at the end of this movie? She has the one. She just kept the one. I think so. Interesting. Okay.
1: I I don't know what happened to the other one.
0: Interesting. Or
1: did they get rid of both of them? I, I don't remember. Yep. I got to watch this again, I guess. I don't <laughs> know. Stuff I did like. I I think I have a new, a new probably top 10 favorite character with Kamala Khan. I... I love this character. I love this actress who played this character. She did it really well. I enjoy this a lot, and I cannot wait to see her in other movies. I mean, they found a great character and actress here. The flerken evacuation thing was (laughs) goofy as hell, but I loved it. It was funny. It had me laughing.
0: It just worked.
1: It yeah, it was I mean the people running away from the flurkins and they're like, No, 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 we're trying to protect you, yeah. you know? It was and then and then the flurkin like gonna cough up a human like a hairball while they're trying to fly down and I'm like, Oh, this is gonna be bad if these all start, you know, coughing right. up furballs here. Yeah the first time they switched kind of everybody's like what the hell's going on their their reactions to that Kamala floating out in space she took that much better than I would have I'd instantly panicked and she yeah.
0: did instantly panic but after she after she saw Nick Fury that's when it kind of went away yeah but like yeah. right off the bat she was like I don't
1: know what's happening why am I here
0: you know yeah she freaked
1: Right, yeah. The Dance Planet, while it was kind of goofy, I loved the bonding that we get out of it. Um, the bright colors—it was just kind of a goofy little thing that I still enjoyed. That, and I'm excited for what this starts introducing us to. You know, like you mentioned, this could bring on the Young Avengers. I don't yeah. even care who's in it. If I've if I've got Kate Bishop, and K- Kamala Khan. I don't care who else is in it. I, I really enjoy these two characters. Yeah. I can't wait to see what's going to happen with these guys. Yeah. This is going to be so much fun. you got two people who are super excited to do good things and be superheroes. That's going to be so much fun to watch. Yeah, If they do it right. I should right. take that back. If they yeah. do it right. And I'm also excited for the X-Men. I I think this is going to be exciting. I think it can open up a whole new avenue of stories for us and maybe get people excited again about the MCU. So I'm very excited for where this goes, but I enjoyed this movie a lot. And I know this movie did not do as well as what they were hoping it would in the box office. But again, I feel like you you we're just coming out of the actor and the writer strike. So there's not a lot of promo going on for it. Mm -hmm. Ticket prices are up. Money is tight for yeah. people. Yep. People don't have a lot of extra money. I feel like the other thing is I saw lots of comments on why am I going to pay you know, $20, $30 to go see this in the movie when I can watch it on Disney Plus in three, four months. Right. They're already paying for Disney Plus, so why pay those movie theater prices to go see it? Right. So I think this is kind of why we're not having as big of movie. The other thing too is this is an all female. The villain is female. The three superheroes are female. This was directed by a female. It was written by three females. It, it's it's, and you know unfortunately there's people out there that just because there's a strong female lead they're just not even going to give this movie a chance which is too bad because I, yeah. I think people would really enjoy it if they would let some of that stuff go and just enjoy the movie for it being Mm -hmm. an enjoyable movie. So I'm going to keep this. Okay.
0: How about you? I'm going to go with keep as well. It's going to be a low-end keep, I think. This is not my favorite Marvel movie at all by really any stretch, but there there are promising things in this movie. The humor of adding memory to that Flerken scene was like chef's kiss that was hysterical I loved that I love Iman Vellani and her pure joy in playing Kamala Khan I think that she is the exact type of personality That the MCU needs going forward. And I don't just mean that on screen. I mean that off screen as well. This is the kind of personality that Tom Holland has when it comes to Mm Spider-Man. He is overjoyed to be a part of it. Mm -hmm. He's really into it. Iman is really into it as well. And it's a joy to watch. It's a joy to read about. It's a joy to hear about that right there makes me excited about potentially the future of the MCU mm-hmm. because the present right now for me the MCU present isn't as exciting mm-hmm. like i said you're not going to get you're not going to get lightning in a bottle twice in a row not with b list and c list characters and like it or not that's what we're dealing with right now mm-hmm. When the heavy hitters start coming in, we're going to start getting good stories. We're going to start getting more compelling stuff. People are going to relate to them a little bit more. I don't relate to Kamala. I don't relate to Carol. I don't relate to Monica. I don't relate to Nick Fury at this moment in his life. He seems like he's adrift. I don't know that this is a movie that I'm going to rewatch a lot but i did enjoy it i did enjoy a lot of it there were things that i think could have been fleshed out a little bit more to give us a little bit better explanation they could have filled out the time frame a little bit more give us a give us 2 hours that's fine i think 2 hours is a good mark for a movie 15 extra minutes would give you time to explain why carol really didn't want to go home it would explain you could you could use that to explain any number of other things you mm-hmm. know by and large, though, this is an eminently rewatchable movie, at least for certain scenes. Mm-hmm. So, a low end keep for me. It almost was a high end rent, but I think the cats scene really got me. I think memories that that's what, pushed you over the edge. It did. It did. And just that, like anytime those you're gonna darn play Flerkins. that, yeah, anytime you're gonna play that for laughs. I mean, man, that's that's good. That's that's fun. And I'm not one of those people that are like, like, yeah, whore it up for laughs. But no, this works. This works. The memory yep. scene works. All right, so what two keeps there? That's not bad, right? What are we doing next?
1: All right, next week. Well, first, yeah, for our listeners who live in the United States, happy Thanksgiving this week. This Thursday's oh, yeah. Thanksgiving. That's right. Um, if you celebrate, uh, you know, hopefully you get some good turkey or ham or whatever else you eat on Thanksgiving and have a good time. And we're going to celebrate next Monday by watching and reviewing the movie. Thanksgiving.
0: Oh, sweet! This is the this is the horror movie one, right? It is. So we're bring horror back. I don't know
1: anything about this movie. You saw it, and we're like, <laughs> we got to do this. The I, trailer I looks have amazing. No idea what this is about. So it, I'm going to go in without knowing anything and don't know what to expect.
0: So this is a movie that's been in, in, in production for, or like in pre-production for a long time. Eli Roth did a fake trailer. For the movie event, Grindhouse, which was two movies, Death Proof and Grindhouse, right? I don't remember what the other one was. Might have been Grindhouse. But for the it was like Quentin Tarantino and Robert Rodriguez's like homage to Grindhouse movies of the '70s, and they they had they had fake movie trailers in between the two main films, and one of them was for Eli Roth's Thanksgiving.
1: Oh my gosh, that's hilarious. And
0: so that's where this movie comes from. This movie oh, is directly inspired from that,
1: by that commercial. Huh? He, yeah, Eli Roth ah, himself
0: is, has created this movie based off of the fake ad that he had made back then. It did so well in the movie, like in the film presentation. Yeah. Everybody was so like hey, we want to taken with it. He was like, all right, I guess I'll make a movie. Whatever. Yeah. I'm, I'm excited about this because number one, I love horror movies. And number two, what better way to celebrate Thanksgiving and, and post Black Friday? than with a movie about people getting slaughtered at Thanksgiving. I'm so excited (laughs) for that. So right here on our couch next week, Thanksgiving. Happy Thanksgiving, and thanks for listening, everybody.
1: You've been listening to A View from the Couch, a Space Moose Media podcast. You can interact with our hosts on Twitter by going to twitter.com forward slash view underscore couch. You can also email us at aviewfromthecouch at yahoo.com. If you've enjoyed this episode, please help us get noticed by leaving a five-star review on Apple Podcasts or the podcast platform of your choice. Thanks for listening.